All right, please go ahead and open your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 20. Hey kids, we believe that this book, the Bible, is like a buried treasure. That it is invaluable. And every time we open it, there are new and exciting truths for us and for our lives. And so this morning, we're going to dig for buried treasure in the book of Exodus chapter 20. We are studying the Ten Commandments together. And so here's, here's what God's Word says to us this morning. We're going to read verses 1 and 2 and then verse 12. It says, And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Look at verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Amen. May God bless the preaching of His Word this morning. Hey kids, let me ask you another question. Adults, you can get in on this as well. Kids, when you disobey your parents or when you do something wrong, what are some of the ways that your parents try to correct or instruct you or maybe even at times discipline you? Do, do you get sent to your room when you are in trouble? Maybe you get a spanking, maybe you get a little pluck on the leg, maybe you are not allowed to play video games or, or you have to, to do without other things. But kids, listen, no matter how your parents have chosen to train you in those ways, I know that it is nothing like what we see in Deuteronomy chapter 21. Deuteronomy 21 says that if a son or daughter dishonors their parents, they are to be stoned to death. What in the world? Can that be real? Kids, what does that very serious and honestly kind of scary passage teach us? Well, here's what it teaches us. That the fifth commandment is a very serious commandment from God. It, it teaches us that honoring our moms and our dads throughout all of life is a very, very important thing for us to do before God. God cares a lot about how we relate to the parents that he has lovingly given to us. And, and honoring them is one of the most foundational ways that we are to seek to honor and obey God himself. The main idea for our sermon today is this. Honoring our parents is a big way to love God and others. Honoring our parents is a really big way to love God and others. And we have four questions to answer. Number one, what does it mean to honor our parents? Number two, why do we need to honor our parents? Number three, how do we honor our parents? And number four, where is the blessing in honoring our parents? Okay, let's begin with the first question. What does it mean to honor our parents? L look at the beginning of verse 12 with me. It, it simply says this. It says, honor your father and your mother. That, that's a very simple command, isn't it? But what does it actually mean for us? What does it mean to, to honor our parents? Kids, I'm going to give you some Hebrew today. Not that you're going to track it, but the word for honor is the word kabod. And it actually means to be heavy or to have weight to it. It, it means to give significance or to give great importance to something in your life. Kids, let me get your attention. What are things at home that you love very, very much? 
Video games? I love it. Good answer, Ethan. How many of you kids like Legos? Let me see your hands. Okay, good. How many of you kids like dolls or dollhouses? Good, yes. Those are fun too. How many of you, let's talk about TV shows for a minute. How many of you love Ninjago? How many? Yes? Let me see your hands. I know you guys do. All right. How many of you like Bluey? Any, any Bluey fans in the room? Yep. All right. And then how many of you like Frozen? Yes? A little, a little bit? Okay. I think, I think there's some fans out there. Kids, listen. When you watch one of these shows or when you play with these toys, do you give them your, your full attention? There are certain things in life that we love very, very much, and because we love them, we see them as important and we pay attention to them. But guys, what we're doing when we do that is we are showing honor to those things. Guess what? When you pay close attention to Ninjago, you are honoring Ninjago. When you build that special Lego set and you put it on your dresser in a way that everybody can see, you're giving it a special place in your life. You're honoring your Legos. Kids, that is a little bit like what God is saying we should do towards our parents. We are to honor them. We are supposed to see them as valuable. We are supposed to give our parents a special place in our lives. Does that make sense? Good. So kids, here's part of what God is saying to you this morning. He is saying your parents are really important. They should have a, a weighty place in your life. Maybe don't go to your mom and say, you have a weighty place in my life. That probably wouldn't go over so well. But, but you can go to them. You can say, mom, dad, I love you and I respect you and I know that I need you. But church, the application here is not just for the kids, is it? It's for all of us to one degree or another, but, but right now it's for us as parents, moms, and, and dads. If God commands our kids to, to honor us, well, then we must not think about the parenting role as a small thing, right? God, God's calling on our lives as parents is a weighty thing, and we must embrace this call. We must see it as important. Dads, isn't it true Dads, isn't it true that because of the many fatherless homes in our world today, isn't it true that if, if you and I just show up, if we're just present in the home, if we haven't left our families, we are seen as heroic dads. And to a degree, that's a very good thing. But guys, we must not set our standard of parenting against the world's standard of parenting. No, God has called us as men to so much more than that. The, the word for honor here, it's a, it's a heavy word. And if we want our children to give us honor, we must ask the very real question of whether we have given them a weighty and significant picture of parenting that is worthy of their honor, right? Dad, have you owned the parenting role in your home? Not that you're going to be perfect at it, we're going to fail, but have you picked up this, this holy calling from God to be a father to your children, to care about spiritual things, to be on point for these things within the home? Dads, this is God's calling on our lives, and oh, by the grace of God, may our church be filled with men who value these things and pursue these things. Moms, do you see, because of your weariness, do you see the mothering years and the days that you are in just as something that needs to be survived and just pushed through? Are, are, you, 
Are you moms understandably so tired that you feel like just, just putting food in your, your kids' mouths and, and dressing them is a success on the day? And listen, some days that is a success. And the Lord doesn't want you to be condemned when you're tired. Sometimes it's very honoring to the Lord to put on a show, leave them there to go take a godly nap. That's not a bad thing. But, <laughs> got some applause there. But moms... Even in your weariness, let's not forget the holy calling of motherhood given in God's word, the, the high and holy calling of, of raising our children in the fear and in the, in the instruction of the Lord. These are weighty matters. Question number two, why do we need to honor our parents? Kids, have you ever wondered why you even need a mom and a dad? No? Good, I'm glad. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys? Or like Peter McAllister in Home Alone who, who made his family disappear? Why do we need our parents? Why do we need them to tell us to eat and to do chores? What would it be like to not have those restrictions? Why do we need our parents? And even more so, why do we need to honor them? Why should they have weight and significance in our lives? Well, church, to understand the fifth commandment rightly, we have to understand the structure of these commandments. The, the, first, the first four commandments that we have have to do with loving God by honoring Him directly. But then, the fifth commandment moves from our direct worship of God and it moves towards how we should love God by loving others around us. So listen. When, when Jesus said that there were two commandments, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and you shall love your neighbor as yourself, it seems like he is summarizing in those two the Ten Commandments of the Old Testament. You shall love the Lord your God, commandments one to four, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself, commandments five to ten. And that, that's really significant. Th think about this with me. God is saying, one of the ways that you will worship me above all other gods and all other idols is when you learn how to love others who are made in my image. And one of the ways you will learn how to love others who are made in my image is first and foremost by learning how to honor the father and the mother that I have given to you. In, in a very practical sense, God, God intends the parent-child relationship to be a training ground for our relationship with Him and with others. And that makes sense, doesn't it? To honor father and mother, it requires humility, doesn't it? It requires the same humility that is required to honor God. Kids, it's not always easy to honor your mom and dad, is it? It can be hard. And so it requires humility to honor them, and it's good that it requires humility because we need humility, not just towards our parents, but in all of life. Teenagers, let God train you in humility through how you relate to your parents. To honor our parents also requires gratitude, right? As much as we think that we're better than our parents or, or different or smarter from our parents, we all must remember that we wouldn't even be here without our parents, right? Kids, honor your mom and your dad, not just because they feed you food, but because you are only alive because of them. And, and being grateful to them is a wonderful training ground for being grateful to God himself. Listen, to, to honor our parents also requires a right view of authority. 
One of the reasons we have the fifth commandment is because it trains us to value and respect those who have authority in our lives. Parents, biblical parenting is designed by God and used by God to remind your children that they are not the center of the world. That they do not have absolute authority and and honoring their parents is important because it trains them to respect the authority, not just of their mom and dad, but of others like their teachers and bosses and governing authorities and even pastors in the church and ultimately God himself. And so kids, kids, when when your parents seek to train you in life, when, when they tell you to do your chores and maybe even discipline you when you don't obey, They are doing a very good and godly thing. They are loving you very, very well. And so kids, you should want to learn how to honor your parents. Why? Because it will ultimately lead you to honor and worship God himself. And it will lead to a fruitful and productive life. Teenagers, listen. You guys are mature enough by this point in your life to know that your mom and dad, they are not perfect, right? They are sinners just like you are. You know their weakness. You see their frailty. And and because of your familiarity with them, it would be very easy for you as you grow older to make fun of them, to mock them, to ignore them, to belittle them. But teens, I, I want to exhort you this morning that honoring your parents, even though they are imperfect, honoring your parents is one of the very first, it probably is the first way that you can demonstrate your love and devotion to Jesus himself. Students, you really, really can't claim to be a Christian high school guy or girl and not care about honoring your parents. That just doesn't make sense according to the Bible. Some of the very first fruit that God will bear in your Christian life, if you really trust Jesus, is that you will learn to honor your parents with your words and with your actions. Last application here before we move to to question number three, again, to parents. Parents, do, do you see how important the active and intentional training of our kids really is? God has created the the role of parents to be a training ground for real life. Our parenting shapes our children's relationship with God himself and with the world that he has made. And so this is why it's very important that we as parents don't just aim to be best friends with our kids. Yes, we should be their friends. My kids are some of my very best friends. But it's very important that we have real authority in their lives as well. And I know that there are many concerns and questions about how to parent and should we spank, should we not? Do we do gentle parenting or do we do traditional parenting? I think all of those are very important questions to ask and we must consider them together. But in those conversations, we must not ignore the biblical call to have real authority in our kids' lives. God has good for your son and good for your daughter as you lovingly gently, consistently, and strongly train them to respect you and to obey you. They will be more happy in life if they learn authority from mom and dad. Question number three, how, how do we honor our parents? If honoring our parents is as weighty a thing as we are saying that it is because it's a training ground for the rest of life and even for our relationship with God, then we must ask the question, how 
do we actually honor our parents? Thankfully, God's word is pretty clear. For young kids and children in the room, listen, you are to honor your parents by obeying your parents. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. But kids, obedience is hard, isn't it? And part of why it is so hard is because God cares not just about what we do as kids, but how we do it as kids. Our attitude and our hearts matter greatly. Kids, did you know that my mom and dad are in the room today? Did you know that? My mom and dad are up here in the second row. Can you guys wave to everybody? That's my mom and dad. They are the greatest parents in the whole universe. No one like them. But they had to deal with me. Kids, when I was a little kid, I was not an easy child. I had so much energy. I couldn't sit still. I, I was rambunctious. I was, I was energetic. I just kept moving. I had a hard time listening. And I remember when I got older, uh, I was so energetic. I, I jumped on one of my friends and I accidentally broke, broke his foot. I remember one night, late at night, I rolled up, my dad will remember this, rolled up a towel and snapped my brother and drew blood. It was that bad. And there were moments when my dad's like, Joel, you have to slow down. And in other moments, he's like, Joel, just, just think a little bit during these times. I'm pretty sure much of their gray hair is from me directly. But kids, listen, listen, if my parents had me as a little kid and they said to me, Joel, go and clean your room. And I said, fine. And I stomped my feet and I slammed the door. And then I cleaned my room. Kids, would that be obedience? No, why not? Because I didn't honor them as I did it. My attitude was in the wrong place. God cares not just about our actions, but our hearts. But then what if they said, Joel, how about you go clean your room? And I said, sure, Mom and Dad, happy to do that. And then I, on the way to the room, I took a detour outside to play basketball for a little while and never cleaned my room. Would that be obedience? Well, actions matter too. Our hearts and our actions matter together. These things are so important. Obedience before God and before our parents. Listen, kids, obedience, my dad taught me this. Obedience is doing everything that you're told to do in the right way, right away, and all the way. Keep that in your mind. That, that's a helpful thing. That's what obedience is, doing everything you're told to do in the right way, right away, and all the way. According to God's word, our, our attitudes matter as well. Now, teenagers, how do you honor your father and mother? Well, obedience matters for you as well as long as you are under your parents' roof. But, teens, the older you get, the, the less direct authority your parents are going to have over your life. That They're hopefully going to allow you to start thinking for yourselves. But students, please listen. Please don't be like the teenagers in this world who run away from the authority and from the wisdom of their parents. Again, don't mock, don't ignore, don't belittle. The book of Proverbs in God's word actually says that it will not go well with you if you mock your mother and your father. I promise you, you will regret it. You don't have to agree with everything they say, 
But honoring God by giving weight to their counsel and listening to them and seeking to spend time with them, even as friends, is incredibly valuable. Proverbs 1 says that if you listen to the counsel of your father and to the voice of your mother, it'll be like a beautiful pendant around your your neck. It will be beautiful to see. And now to all the adults, not just parents, all the adults, how do we honor our aging parents? God's Word and church history are, are pretty clear that this fifth commandment does not have an expiration date. Honoring our, our father and mother does not stop when we turn 18. No, we are, we are called to honor them long into life. Why? Well, because it is humble and grateful to acknowledge their role, even their imperfect role in our lives. And yes, this gets very complicated in fact, I imagine this whole sermon has been hard for some of you adults to listen to, be, to be because you do not have a godly parent. You do not have a mom or a dad whose lives are worthy of your honor. They have done great harm to you and to your family. And so this whole message feels like salt in an open wound. Listen, if, if that is you, I just want you to know how sorry we are that that is your experience. And nowhere in God's Word does it say that you are to honor and respect sinfulness or abusive behavior. Honoring our parents, even to old age, does not mean that we follow them into sin ever or that we ignore the great harm that they have done. Honoring our parents as adults can be very difficult, but... Friends, I do think that there are ways that we can and should continue to seek to honor them even when it's not easy, even when it seems almost impossible. We can prayerfully consider what it looks like to to care for them in their old age, to to have a relationship with them, to support them, to provide for them at times. We can consider what it means to forbear with their weakness their spiritual weakness, their emotional weakness, their personality difficulties. Honestly, one of the the best ways to honor your parents as an adult is just to call them, just to have conversation with them, just to build relationally with them, to thank them for whatever good they have done in your life, even if it is this much. Allow them to know that you see it and you thank God for it. One of the ways we honor our aging parents is to lead our children, their grandchildren, to spend time with them and to value them as well. There is no time stamp on this command. Jesus Jesus rebuked the Pharisees who were grown men for not honoring their parents because they refused to support them in their old age. There's no time stamp on this command. That brings us to our fourth and to our final question. Question number four, where is the blessing? Where is the blessing found in honoring our parents? Kids, we we make lots of promises to each other, don't we? Right? We promise to our parents, this is the last show we're going to watch. We, We promise that we'll do our homework in just a minute. We promise that we didn't eat that last cookie. We we make promises when we want someone to believe what we are saying to them. And God wonderfully does the same thing here. Here in verse 12, God makes a promise to each one of you kids and to us adults. He says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul directly says that that is the first commandment that comes with a promise from God. 
God says that if we honor our father and our mother, our days will be long in the land. Now, we do not say that every person who honors their parents will grow into old age. That's not what he is saying. God knows that we're going to die at different times and in different ways. But I do think that it means that in a very practical sort of way, those who learn how to honor their, their mother and their father are those who will learn how to live a wise and fruitful life. And generally speaking, it will go well with them in this world. And actually, there's all kinds of societal evidence to support this, right? Generally speaking, those that have good relationships with their parents or that come from more stable homes are those that do well at life. They, they graduate. They work hard. They, they find stability. It's not a guarantee. That's not how the proverbial parts of Scripture work, but it is a likelihood. And so parents, listen, some of the best future planning that you can do for your kids is not just to save for college, but to train and discipline them right here and right now, to lead them to honor and obey you as mom and as dad, and to show them that authority and responsibility and the Lord matter very, very much. So I think that it is a promise that is very practical, but I also think it's very spiritual. Commentators agree that, this, that to live long in the land is primarily a biblical way of saying that you will live an abundant life by God's grace. And so it seems that God makes this wonderful promise because the parenting-child relationship is indeed so foundational towards viewing God rightly and towards coming ultimately to a saving knowledge of Him. Because those that see the importance of honoring their parents will ultimately come to see the importance of honoring God himself. And they will come to see that they have failed to honor God and their parents like they should. And they will come to see that they are in great need of God's grace. And then they will be offered that grace in and through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then they will come to know and love Jesus as Lord and as Savior. And their days will indeed be long in the land. And so kids and parents, how important our relationship is, how foundational, how big this is, that the relationship that we have with our mom and our dad or that we have with our children is used by God to lead us ultimately to a saving relationship with Jesus. How amazing, how exciting, how wonderful, and how heavy. What a burden, right? Because what if it doesn't go well? Kids, if you fail to obey and honor your parents, which you will, what, what happens then? Parents, if, if there is a lot in your life as mom or dad or in your home that is not honorable to him, if you have failed as a parent, what, what happens then? If as adults we've, we fail to honor and support our aging parents like we should, what, what happens then? Oh, friends, None of us have honored our parents, let alone God, like we should. None of us have been perfect children or parents. In fact, all of us deserve to be stoned to death like we see in Deuteronomy chapter 21. Dishonoring our parents or minimizing the parenting role is a sin and the wages of sin is death. But guess what, kids? Guess what, moms and dads? 
Guess what, all of us who have broken relationships with our aging parents, guess what? Our future and our living long in the land is not dependent on us alone. No, see, God knows that we have all fallen short. God knows that we deserve to die for the dishonor that we have shown. But He has sent His Son, Jesus, into the world. He sent his son as a little baby, and that little baby grew up into a little boy and followed his mom and his dad, Mary and Joseph, and he obeyed and submitted perfectly, even, according to Luke chapter 2, when his parents forgot him in Bethlehem. Talk about a parenting blunder, leaving the Son of God behind by accident. It's not a great situation, but Jesus obeyed even on the cross. Jesus, as he bore the weight of the sins of this world, Jesus honored his mother by asking John to care for her. This is who Jesus was, and he, he is the only one who has obeyed and honored his parents perfectly. And so guess what? He did it for us. He did it for kids who disobey. And he did it for moms who get angry. And he did it for dads who are lazy. And he did it for men and women who have been embittered by their family experience. He was perfect. And as the perfect son of God, he gave up his life for you and for me. Kids, this is the gospel that we are singing about. The perfect son of God died so that imperfect sons and daughters like you and me might be saved. So that anyone who believes in him will not be stoned to death under the weight of God's wrath, but might find life and hope and peace. Friends, I know that all of us, in a sermon like this, probably feel burdened, right? Family life is just straight up complicated. It's just hard. And so we all feel guilt, We all feel shame. We all feel condemnation. We all feel bitterness in our hearts towards ourselves and towards others who have hurt us. But listen, bitterness and shame and condemnation do not need to be the foundation of our relationships with our parents or with our children. No, because we have a Savior who has done what we could not do. Amen? He lived and died and rose from the dead for you and for me. And now... Parents and kids alike, if our faith is in him, we know that we will live long in the land. We know that our future is very bright. Even if we fall short as parents, which we will. Even if we disobey our parents later today, kids, which you probably will. Even if we struggle to love our aging parents, which we will. We have every reason for hope and peace. And we have every reason to keep pursuing faithfulness in each of these areas because he has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. And we can please him with our faith in him and by his grace, our obedience to him. Amen. Would you stand with me as we pray?